Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Jackson Jr. AEW Fighter Fest Week One is just wrapped up, and I got a. I don't really have that much to say about it, but long story short, I'm not upset. I'm not cranky. I'm in a really good mood, so it was definitely a good AEW Fighter Fest Week One. But I got to start off with some some bad news. I did not like the opening match. I didn't like it one bit. Because Warlow, the TNT champion, went up against Orange Cassidy for the TNT championship. And Warlow, I expected this match to be over with in at least five to ten minutes. This match went on for at least a good 20. And that, that just didn't make sense to me. Warlow is way bigger, pause, like way faster than Orange Cassidy is. So it was just weird seeing how Orange Cassidy is just doing all this. And then there were so many interferences the best friends got in the way dan housing showed up out of nowhere like all that was just unnecessary when all warlow could have did was just power bound him five times and that would have been it but it all it's all it took was one because warlow hit orange cassidy with a power bomb and pinned him for the win warlow did a whole lot of bumping in this match you know he took a he took a, a superman punch he took a couple ddts he was hitting the ground hard for Orange Cassidy, and which is cool. It's nice to see Warlow have that respect for uh, Orange Cassidy, but man, this should have been, this match was long for no reason. This could have been over within three to five minutes, tops. Chris Jericho came out in an ugly-ass burgundy suit. I just can't stand Chris Jericho. Everything he do just annoy me. And he just went on to say, next week, you won't be able to underestimate Chris Jericho because you'll be facing pain maker. <sighs> pain maker. <sighs> Ain't nobody care. I mean, he got a little, he got a little pop in there. For those that don't know who pain maker is, that was uh, Chris Jericho came out as pain maker out when he was uh, in new Japan pro wrestling back when he left WWE. And so we're going to see pain maker, you know, with the hat and the paint in the eyes. So he says, he tells Eddie Kingston at the end, you're not a liar. You're a loser. And he walks away. Really good promo, but man, Chris Jericho get on my last nerves. Eddie Kingston had something to say, but he was just like, oh, okay, so I get, I get what, three minutes, and Buddy over here spit a whole promo. So he said, look, you done, smacked, you done smashed Ruby Soho's hand. You done shaved Ortiz's head. So he said, I, okay, I want the violent version of Jericho because I'm going to do that to him because you didn't hurt my friends. And, well, not, not to mention you blinded him on a couple occasions with fireballs because I guess you were a wizard. Now you're not. You're a pain maker. I don't know. I can't keep up with what Chris Jericho do. John Moxley went up against Kanosuke Takashita for the AEW World Championship. And it was it was decent. Kanosuke, Kanosuke is really, really awesome. He was bleeding in the beginning. And I think this was like his recruitment 
it was like a recruitment process of him to get into the Blackpool Combat Club. And that's mainly because William Regal, even on commentary, he was just talking about how, look, uh, Konosuke, when we're when we're working out in the gym, when we're training, Konosuke's in the back watching us, you know, creeping on us. You know, <laughs> I mean, that, that's not what he, he didn't say creeping on us, but that's what it sounded like. You know, everywhere we go, Konosuke's just in the back watching our every move, you know. So I'm really thinking he that he's going to be that guy. He's taking after us. So as creepy as it sounds, Konosuke looks like he looks like he's getting he's um, coming into the eyes of William Regal. William Regal probably sees something in him. And, it, and he really he really do. His, his suplexes are horrendous in a good way. Like there you I thought on a couple of occasions you would think somebody's breaking their neck. Like I know he pulled one on Adam Cole that looked crazy. And this John Moxley one looked awful. So, yeah, he's. Them, them suplexes, it's mainly German suplexes, I should say. They're ridiculous. They're crazy. But this match was a really, uh, in the beginning, I didn't really like it because uh, it was obviously the AEW slash New Japan type of style where it's just, okay, let's just stand in the middle of the ring and chop each other for no reason. All right, forearms. All right, let's roll out into the ring. Let's do that again. Like, come on, like, it's just unnecessary. But after, as it got on, as the match progressed, it got a little better. Konosuke, Konosuke started bleeding. So that was it was pretty it was pretty it was pretty cool. Mox didn't even need blood. He didn't need to get juiced up for this match. The frog splash that Takashita did was awesome. And then he hit him with a blue thunder bomb. He hit John Moxley with a blue thunder bomb for a two count. So I was like, man, this this is ridiculous. But obviously John Moxley did the Roman. He's taken after his well former brother, whatever he wants to call him, old brother from another mother, I guess, uh, Roman Reigns. And he choked him out. That's what Moxie's doing now. Choking out the competition. For the dub. Christian Cage spit a promo. Did I say Christian Cage? I meant to say MJF and Kane. That's what I'm calling these guys. MJF and Kane. Christian Cage spitting promos like MJF and Luchasaurus just looking like Kane. He just he just has the Kane entrance. If I was in the kitchen cooking something, his theme song kind of reminds you of Kane. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. Nevertheless, I do like Kane. I do, I do like Kane. I'm tweaking. I do like Christian Cage promo. He was talking about how uh, Griff Garrison, no, mainly Griff Garrison, excuse me. He's talking about Brian Pillman. He said that his dad was average at best. That was that was cold. And I'm not saying that's cold, like, you know, I'm saying that's cold in like a heel way. Like, and I'm not trying to say, oh, that's him trying to be MJF. No, that's Christian Cage is a legend. Christian Cage is old enough to be around in that Brian Pillman era, you know, so for him to say all of that, that resonates, you know, that's, that's heat. So he says, but he said the difference between Brian Pillman Jr. and Luchasaurus, not Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy is that Brian Pillman's father was a legend, but in Chris's eyes, he's average at best. And he said he would be sick to know that his last contribution to wrestling was Brian Pillman Jr. Ooh. And then Luchasaurus beat the dog crap out of him. <laughs> he beat the crap out of Griff Garrison for the win. And then he beat up Brian Pillman. They put both of them through a table. It didn't break the first time, but after he got it, he after he got him a second time, it all worked through. Hangman hey Page spit a promo, but it was a weird promo. Because Hangman hey Page is no longer your old cowboy shit. I'm gonna hog tie, I'm gonna hog tie you and beat you up and steal your title because I'm a demon. There's none of that no more. Because CM Punk exposed this man. CM Punk exposed this man. See, Hangman Page is doing all this talking to CM Punk. I'm going to protect AEW from you. You know, you need to get up out of her. You old and you grimy. Get up out of her. 
He got beat up. Now he wearing tie-dye shirts, his hair tied up. Well, you know, I guess I'll just chill out here, you know, not do nothing. Just all, just all nonchalant, just, just trifling. He's, he's disgusting. So they got to do something about that. He's obviously with the Dark Order now, so I guess that's something. But, yeah, that was a waste. He, him being champion, straight waste. And I'm not saying that in a Hangman. It's not Hangman's page fault. I'm not, I'm not putting no Hangman. Claudio Castagnoli went up against Jake Hager. We the people back at it again. But this time they was going one-on-one. And it was it was pretty decent. Claudio had to show off his had to show that he still got it. Pulled out a 619. He pulled out at least three super cuts, uh, uppercuts. Swiss uppercuts. It was it was crazy. It was awesome. Jake Hager, he could wrestle a little bit, but it's just his moveset is so basic. And I don't, I mean that with no disrespect. His just moveset is just basic. So it's hard for me to get into a Jake Hager match. But Claudio was awesome. But it was real technical. So both of them do work. They work well together. So and that's pretty obvious because they've been around each other for so long. So, yeah, great match. Claudio obviously won. There were so many interferences by the Chris Jericho Glizzy Eating Club. But you don't got to worry about them because at least they lost. And that was that. And surprisingly, nobody got beat up at the end of the match. Claudio celebrated his win, walked backstage, probably got undressed and went back home. No, you know, all safe and sound. There wasn't any because usually in an AEW match, oh man, if it, you you got to get you got to get beat up at the at the end of the match. No, I don't care. I don't care if you a baby face. I don't care if you are a heel. You could be a baby heel. At the end of the day, you are gonna get beat up at the end of this match. I probably I, if I was in AEW, I'd be scared to win my matches. I'd be scared to even be in a match, whether I win or lose. They're probably gonna beat my ass. So Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm were backstage, and they was just talking about how well how Thunderstorm. Are you know together they're a thing, and Thunder Rosa was explaining how she lost in Japan and she's gonna defend her title in AEW and this that and the other. Then Brett Baker showed up, said AEW was a disaster, and Rebel came out with a sandbag, you know, talking about Thunder Rosa. And Thunder Rosa said, "I can't wait to bury you in it." Yeah, okay, you're lying. He's like, "I'm sorry, Thunder Rosa. I'm sorry. You could have said something a whole lot better." Serena D went up against Anna J. Jim Ross said some, and it's not it's not his fault that he said it. He said straight facts, but I don't know why it like made me twitch. He Anna J is twenty three and two in AEW. That's a really great record. I'm like, what the hell? Where did this come from? I only seen you on TV like three times. Where did this twenty four and twenty three and okay Undertaker? Like, what did you what did you you out here hiding? Like, this don't even make any sense. Like, that's why I don't understand. You should not add these records. If you're winning on YouTube all the time. And this is no disrespect to Anna J. I really like Anna J. Granted, let me just throw that out here. I'm not going to review the match because she took her third loss. She was she was the hometown hero today. So she was she she got love from the hometown. That's most likely why she showed up on TV. And yes, yeah, she did lose. Serena D is a monster. She's going to have no choice but to win. But Anna J was actually backstage. And Ty Conti. The Sammy Guevara glizzy eater <laughs> said that uh, she walked up to Anna J and said, well, if you had a change of heart, you know, if you did what I did, you would be on TV more. Dang. Dang. And it just got it was like an awkward silence. And she was just like, you know what? I didn't mean that. Like, I like you, you know, think about your decisions you're making, you know. 
But man, dang, Ty, why you have to be like, they didn't even have to be this way. It didn't have to be this way, Ty. And then the AEW World Tag Team Championship match was underway. Swerve in our glory. Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee went up against the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. This match was crazy. It was just, it was, it was nonstop 24-7. I couldn't, I, my, I don't even have enough breath to go through what happened in this match. But obviously, there was a, 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 a ref bump. A ref definitely had to go down. It was Ricky Stark's fault. The Young Bucks bought the titles in the ring. Uh, Ricky Starks had to stop him for a minute. But Swerve grabbed the belt, and he walked up to Keith Lee. Like, number one, bro, I understand you guys were having problems. But if you guys settled these problems, you guys on good terms, why are you still holding this grudge? Not only why are you still holding this grudge, why are you holding this grudge in a title match? You have the chance to be champions. And you out here about to turn on your friend because he's been bullying you and y'all haven't been on the same page. Bro, we fighting for titles, my guy. I don't care. Now, maybe we could win the titles. We could go back and I can smack you a couple times. Then, then, we can, then we can talk our differences out. But when we are in this match, my guy, I ain't finna think about hitting my tag team partner who I need to win the match. I just thought that was stupid. And so, obviously, uh, Swerve got the belt took from him. And the, the Young Bucks smacked everybody with the title. But Swerve kicked out. Thank God. Thank God. I'm pretty sure Keith Lee picked up. He have caught at least five humans in this match. There's only, what, two, four, six? There's six. And he probably caught all five of them. Besides Powerhouse Hops, he probably caught Nick Jackson twice. But he's, whoever jumped in the air, Keith Lee caught that's pretty much Keith Lee's job to catch everybody. Make sure nobody touched the ground. The floor is hot lava. Keith Lee, Keith Lee got y'all. So it was pretty cool. This match was just hard hitting all back and forth, back and forth. We seen powerhouse Hobbs hit like, yeah, hit five spine busters pretty much on everybody. And it was, it was pretty cool. But Brandon Cutler at the very end distracted the referee. And Keith Lee was hitting the young bucks with, I guess, I think it was Matt and hit him with Matt shoe. So that was weird. Swerve jumped out the ring and hit the Young Bucks. And I believe Powerhouse Hobbs was out there. And then Keith Lee decided to get in the ring and hit himself his old suicide dive. Knocked out everybody. Ricky Starks is still in the ring. Swerve Strickland goes up, hits his finishing move. I think it's called the Swerve Stomp on, the power, on Ricky Starks. And... Swerve in our glory is the new tag team champions. Do I have a problem with it? Not at all. I just have a problem with that foolishness that they tried to do, pretending like they were going to turn on it, pretending like Swerve was going to turn on Keith Lee for no reason. I'm like, okay, like this doesn't, why are you guys tagged up in the, why did you guys win the titles right now if you guys have so many differences and problems? Why would you guys break up right now when you guys just got to t together a couple weeks ago? Keith Lee just got here. You're going to betray the brother. You just got here. And you're going to betray the brother. Don't do this. It's not that deep. All in all, it was a really, really good match. It was just all over the place. So it was, it, but it was organized. You know, I don't really don't like a Young Bucks match. I, the young, to, for, to me, I do like these matches. But the Young Bucks are just there. They are just there to me. I'm not, oh my God, I like this match because the Young Bucks are in there. This is their style. Of, no, I don't care. I can care less. If, if this is their style of match, congratulations. I am not focused on what they are doing. I am, but it's not that deep for me.
I'm sorry. I just I'm trying to be a Young Bucks fan, but every time they get on the screen, it just annoy the crap out of me. Annoy the hell out of me. But that was AEW Fighter Fest. Next week, Eddie Kingston is going to go up against Chris Jericho in a barbed wire everywhere match. Then the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society of the Glizzy Eaton Club is going to be in the shark cage. So that's going to be cool. Can't wait for that, obviously. Me and Devin, I will be back tomorrow. We'll have our show going. We'll be on YouTube. And the episode will pop up on Wild 110. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for listening. Devin is always wrong. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn. Want to join in on the conversation? Send in your thoughts, comments, and opinions to the Heel Turn Hotline at 219-230-HEEL to get your text read on the next episode. That's 219-230-HEEL.